Good evening and blessings, and welcome to another installment of the Gist of Freedom Estate. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author, Leslie Gist, and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African-American experience by honoring all the people, past and present, black and white, who, with faith and focus, are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. As we celebrate Independence Day, we must remember Christmas Adams, an African-American, an American hero, the first to die in the Boston Massacre. It was in 1770 that Christmas Addicts fell. 1770, the year of the Boston Massacre, opening skirmish in the war that made America a free republic. It all began on the 4th of March in a little rope factory owned by John Gray, where one of the soldiers of His Majesty Garrison came looking for some work to do in his free time. Get out of here, you. Get out. Get your dirty paws off his majesty's soldiers. Let you go? You better go. Who invited you into this rope works, red coat? You get out of here, bloodback, and get out quick. Keep your hands off his majesty's soldiers, and they won't give you no trouble. I didn't come in here for a brawl. I come for work. <laughs> what? His majesty's fine cutthroats? begging Americans for work. You laugh when a soldier begs for work, but you say you'll hang him if he steals a loaf of bread, you. Yes, we'll hang you well enough, Redcoat. Steal bread from our families, and we'll hang you. Listen, bloody back. I'm a common laborer, a rope maker. Now, I don't hate people just to hate them, but you, Redcoat, ain't ordinary people. Hello, John Gray. What's all the commotion about? Christmas Addicts. Looks was drifted into the rope work. Christmas? What? The bloody backs taken to robbing rope works, too? They use the rope to hang themselves with. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I'd come looking for work. I'm hungry. You you big fellas, what just come in here? You're a black man, a slave. Uh, you can forgive him, mate. You don't have any way of knowing Christmas addicts is a free American. I only meant to say a black man knows hunger, maybe more. Aye, aye. That's a rule, Redcoat. But all poor people know what hunger is. Skin color makes no difference. <laughs> Coat color makes no difference either, seems to me. <laughs> Skipper Gray, mate. You've been knowing me for years. John Gray's rope works is the first place I visit when my ship docks at Boston. Even before you visit a tavern, Christmas? Christmas tells the truth. I, John Gray, testify to that. Everybody knows you fight, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I do seem quarrelsome. Seafaring is a hard life, mate. But I fight because I can't keep still when I know something's wrong. Wrongs must be righted. To right them, you must fight. Understand me, Skipper Gray? Never understood anything better, Christmas. Now, I don't hate this red coat. I call him bloody back and lobster because everybody else does it. But it's not him I hate. 
he's just a common man like me or Jim there or Joe or Tom, or like Sam or Henry over there, or any other honest, hard-working rope maker or sailor. What I hate is the thing this red coat is defending. I hate what he stands for. And it stands for tyranny, Christmas. Tyranny, oppression, brutality, even murder. Everything the hired men of tyrants have always stood for. We ain't no bloody thieves. We ain't. Who's to blame for we're here? Suppose you answer that, Mr. Addicts. Maybe we're to blame. I. We invited you, said, dear beloved lobsters. Pray come to the American colonies and spit in our faces and prod us with your cutlasses and brand us with your muskets. Did we invite you? No. If you hate being a bloody thief, then stop being one. Try being a man. What do you mean? Rip off that bloody red coat and put on the clothes of an honest man. Join honest men against the tyrant. He's advising treason. He's advising me to desert. I ain't going to listen to such talk, but you'll hear more from me. <laughs> Good riddance to bad rubbish. And if he comes back, he'll find we saved a special length of rope for him. All right. Get to your work, man. Well, John Gray, it's surely been nice to see you again. Most happy to see you amongst us, Crispus. Take that stool and sit down. Uh, thank you kindly, John, but I must be on my way. Sure leave ends day after tomorrow, but I'll see you again before I sail. Come on, mate. This is the place. We'll show these Yankees who's master in the king's colonies. Stop! What do you want in my rope mill, Redcoat? I brought you some of my comrades in arms to pay you back for your insults to His Majesty's uniform. You and your Yankee rabble. Get out of my mill. Jim, Henry, Tom. Adam, man. That's right. Hit them hard. Knock them down so they'll stay down. Let's get this here big fella. Now, John Gray, it's your turn. No, it isn't, bloody back. It's your turn. Christmas. Oh, thank heaven you came. Now we'll get the best of these ruffians in no time. How do you like that, Redcoat? And you, my bloody back friend. Come on, John Gray. Herd him into the storeroom and we'll lock him in. Hurt bad, Mr. Gray? Two attacks in a single day. Not as young as you fellas. I don't believe I can stand another one, but no, Jim, not bad. My tooth is knocked loose. Christmas. <laughs> Thank heaven you can smell a fight a mile in the offing, and that you love the smell of it. Was across the street in the tavern and seen these lobsters coming in, so I unfurled my sail and dashed over. Just in time to, Chris. <laughs> what a guard you'd make, Crispus. I wish you'd stay in Boston. No, no, Skipper. On land, I'm a fish. We've got them all tied up, John. What will we do with them? Drop them in the harbor. Want us to poison the fish we have to eat? Henry, don't tell Captain Walker or Captain Preston to come get his army. Tell them we catch them here, and if they don't, we'll wholesale execution. 
and all necessary charges paid, and all masters of vessels and others are hereby cautioned against concealing or carrying off said servants on penalty of law. <laughs> was once thought myself free. I was never meant to be a slave, Skipper. None of us will, Skipper. <laughs> None of us will be again. We hate slavery and tyranny so bitterly that I sometimes feel free from it. <laughs> That's foolish, Skipper. Don't be afraid for me. You be afraid for them that won't fight to keep their freedom. I better get moving. I'll see you before I sail, Skipper. Good night. Good night. You hear that, Barbara? And you think me fool enough to believe you had nothing to do with it? I assure you, Captain Walker, that I don't know where they got that. Somebody chattered, like a monkey. And who in a better position to chatter than you? Your head forward a little, Captain. There. Now keep your head down, please, just a little longer. Ah, shave, Captain? Not tonight. As I was saying, sir, I am dreadfully sorry, but... I've heard enough from you. To teach you a needed lesson. I'm not paying you for this haircut. Well, thank you, Captain Walker. Most of the British officers, sir, are solicitous of my education. Your coat, sir. <laughs> You're next, Mr. Revere. Good night, Captain Walker. You're next, Mr. Revere. Come on. All right, Jake. I couldn't help but being amused at your skillful handling of that, Poppin' Jake. Uh, people like that, they're easy to handle. You just keep your sense of humor. Shall I cut any off the top, Mr. Revere? Yes, indeed, Jake. Well, then hold your head back just a little. So, that's good. I was shaving Mr. Adams this morning, Mr. Samuel Adams, the tax collector and advocate, and he said there'll be a revolution within five years. There'll be bloodshed sooner than that if these red coats go on tormenting a peaceable populace. You think so, John? Are you implying, Mr. Gray, that I wrote the dog roll those boys are chanting in the street? I'm not applying anything, Jake. I'm telling you that Shakespeare never touched me more. Well, thank you, Mr. Gray. Perhaps I shall have the glory of recording our revolution in song while Mr. Revere here records it in his etchings. Ha, 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 ha. I would try to equal the accomplishments of my great contemporary, Jake. But seriously, that verse, as chanted by those boys, was very moving. Thank you, Mr. Revere. I was wondering, Jake, what would happened if our friend Christmas had been assured that they were horse guards chasing an unarmed crowd down Battleship? I think the chase would have been in the other direction. I'm sure it would. The man Jake and I are talking about, Paul, was the one I told you saved my head yesterday. I'd like to meet him. Hi, Skipper. Jake? Hello, Christmas. We were just speaking of you. This is Mr. Paul Revere. The Chief Fixer. Happy to meet you. Would be happier if times were different. Hear them bells? Listen. 
I hear them. Hear them, John? Yes. Wonder what's happened. Do you know Christmas? I just come from the custom house where I saw a boy struck on the head by a sentry. Boy was knocked out cold. How old was the boy? What do you do? It makes no difference to the Royal Army how young an American is. He can be suckling at his mother's breast. If a red coat wants to clout him on the head, they clout him. And if his mother protests, they'll clout her too. Hmm. I looked in to see who I could pick up to to go with. Well, I I, I was waiting for a haircut. There's more important things now than waiting for a haircut. What about you, Mr. Revere? What are you planning, Mr. Adult? Uh, listen, Mr. Revere, Dipper, you too, Jake. I've seen many a man die to escape slavery. I've seen enough all over the world to know when our common people are moving. Time has come for people here in Boston to move. So you intend to start something? Mr. Revere, whatever I find wanting to be done. You come home and find the situation between the King's Army and the people worse, perhaps, than it's ever been. Now, just what? do you see that's different in this situation, different from a year ago? The difference is that people are ready to fight for their liberty for the first time. Hmm. You mean, Mr. Adams, they're ripe for revolution? No, I don't think that people are ready for revolution. But I do believe that that something is bound to happen tonight that will make them ready for it. That's what I believe, Mr. Ridley. You've been out in the streets just now, Skipper. You see what I mean. It looks to me like the Redcoats intend to shoot down Americans tonight. If they do, by this time tomorrow, the people will be ready to toss every bloody back in, the, in Boston into the harbor. Uh, nothing's going to happen, Chris, if the people remain calm. Jake, you can't say if the people remain calm. They stopped being calm hours ago. Tip up, repair, Jay, come. I'll be looking for you out there. Patriot, mate. Silence, silence. Let the Negro speak. Liberty won't come to us from the clouds like needed rain in August. Liberty will come from the earth, like a forest and party pine, because it will come from us, the people. We want, we want to fight. fight. The fight's already on, mate. It started yesterday when Red Coats broke into John Gray's rope works and, and tried to murder John Gray himself. The fight goes on tonight. Horse guards run down American patriots. Roving bands of His Majesty's monkeys in their red coats crash the patriots' heads. The king's officers fight even the children. It's time to fight back, mate. They're well armed. We are not. They're brutal. We must learn from them. They won't hesitate to fire their muskets into a crowd. We must attack them at the center. Tonight we drive the invaders out or we die in the attempt. Drive the invaders out. Drive them out. Come on. Oh, we must stop them. It, it means bloodshed. True, John. But that's the way people have always become free. I'm afraid there'll be a massacre. Come, Paul. He's leading off. I'm going to stop him if I can. Hi, Skipper. Where's you, Ben? 
Do you know where you're going? Ask the people of Boston, Kipper. They seem to know. But you're leading, Kipper. Me? Oh, no, Kipper. I'm only showing them the way they want to go. Who's the leader of this Silence. Do you hear me in His Majesty's name? I am the leader of these patriots. My name's Attic. Red coat. So, a Negro, where do you think you're leading this ragtag mob? Blackamore? We are free citizens of America, Red coat. And we're... You call me what? Why, you dirty slave guard sentry. Call out the guard. Pick up that lantern. Hand it to me. Pick him up, too. Let's see his face. Ever see it before, Skipper? It's Captain Walker. Take a good look, traitors. The penalty for assault on His Majesty's officer is death. The Redcoats! Redcoats! Christmas Adams fell, the first man to die for the America's freedom and the struggle that laid the foundations of our present democracy. Today that democracy again is threatened by forces of tyranny and oppression from without. And today again, Americans of all races, all colors, and all creeds are marching side by side to defend their country and its institutions. Let's remember that now, as always in the past. Any attempt to divide us among ourselves is an attempt to win a victory for the enemies who are trying to overcome all of us. And let's resolve to defeat them here at home as we are defeating them on the battlefronts abroad by working together, fighting together, and living together in harmony as true Americans always have. Up to the finish. Born in the in West Africa, shot at 41 times, but only 19 of those New York City police bullets had his name on it, turned his body into a human faucet, and now the badges that they wear have an evil gloss to it. Anthony Baez, born in Puerto Rico, so the New York City police decided Cause a football accidentally touched there. Alan Obama, she was only 67 years old. Now no one will ever get to hear the stories she could have told. And no, her grandchildren won't get to hear her sad. None of her songs. Cause she was shot up by the New York City police like she had done something wrong. You see, they all done called me from my grave and they, they just won't let me rest. They say, Betty, do we think you got something to say? We think you need to tell them, tell them about the struggle that we live. That y'all never forget why y'all live. 